This is a public service announcement brought to you by Famouski Sports. The hosts of the Ricky Rears Trilogy are not quote football experts or football analysts. The hosts are fans. Duke Thompson, Moose, and John B. Easy live on the crossroads of fandom and sports. The hosts of the shows do not have intentions to offend, but it may happen. If you are offended, please stay calm and keep listening to the podcast. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Ricky Williams Trilogy, hosted by John Durnell, Duke Thompson, and Seamus the Bruce Anderson. We are Blinded by Fandom. Everybody, this is the Ricky Williams Trilogy. One, two, three. Well, three will be here a little later. Having to do things a little differently with our recording this week, but you are listening to John B. Easy Durnell here with Duke Thompson, and we got things to talk about in the sports world, especially in the NFL. We just got done with week number two, but some real NFL news was happening in college sports. Isn't that- That's right. Yes, Duke Thompson, please tell the good people first how you're doing, and secondly, What's going on with primetime Dion Sanders? Well, sir, I'm doing well, man. I can't complain. It's a beautiful day. Can't complain. Uh, you know, football is back. It makes me feel at least halfway normal with the whole COVID thing going on. Understandable. Uh, you know, I love how there's no fans in the stadium, so you hear everything. But back on to Dion, my friend. Dion um, has just got hired as a head coach at Jackson State University down there in Mississippi. Where? What the State University, my friend. What is this? Is this a school? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a uh, historically black college school. Oh, my oh my goodness. I think it's Division One. I'm, I had to look that up. I mean, it might be Division Two. I think but. they're Division One, Two A, which is like, you know, like it's like a, a, a branch of Division One. I. I can't, or maybe even Division One, Three. Like there's all these Division One branches off, and then they go to Division Two and then Division Three, which is just like, I don't even understand why you're playing football anymore. But uh, that's the, right. Division three A or some crap like that. Well, no, no, no. I think they just do two and three. Like they don't even like branch those. Like they di- they divide division one into branches. But then when it comes to division two and three, they're just like, eh, just go out there and hit somebody, kid, if you can. Um, but without that being said, uh, yeah, Deion Sanders does have a job. Uh, surprisingly, where he ended up being Jackson State, which is, A, not his alma mater. Uh, he went to Florida State. Uh, it's a completely different experience as far as schooling is concerned. Um, I don't know how he expects to get prime time uh, recruits uh, at this university. But, I mean, stranger things have happened. I mean, he is a big name. It might be enough, but does he know how to coach? Well, well, I got the audio clip from him. So let's just go ahead and play what he says with Michael Strahan interviewing him about his new job. Dion Sanders. Dion, thank you for joining us. Congratulations to you. We heard one of your players say thank it you. just doesn't feel real. Does it feel real to you? And what went through your mind when the opportunity to be a head coach at Jackson State University came along? 
I was elated. You talk about a team academically that leads the FCS in APR. You talk about a school that's uh, unheralded, 33,000 fans, which is astounding. You talking about four former Hall of Famers that matriculated from this institution. I am excited. I'm, I'm elated. I have on my whistle right now. I cannot wait to get on the grass and do some coaching. Okay. We have a uh, coaching staff that has 84 years of NFL experience combined coaching and playing. Right, so, yeah, uh, I just want to play that last part where he says uh, he has 84 years of coaching and playing the NFL. Is somehow well, I think thing. he said his coaching staff. Did he say his Oh, yeah, staff? his whole coaching staff, yes. Yeah. So, 84 yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, all yeah, he did play for quite a while. Um, so, he does have playing experience. Don't know if that's coaching experience. He he does have coaching experience. Um, he has coached his son's high school team and yeah, I, I know the Ewe team and all that. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I know. I, I I meant coaching at the collegiate level, like college or pro. Like so anything I, anything before that. I mean, I know it is technically coaching, but it doesn't really work on the same scale of what we're looking for. Like unless you're like at like a class, what it was like five A high school which is basically like coaching a college team maybe i'd let that slide but coaching some peewee stuff that that does not make you knowledgeable in coaching uh but he does have plenty of playing experience i'm not going to say the man doesn't know how to play the game and he probably knows a whole lot about how to coach a defense at least or at least coverage um, don't know about his yeah. offensive skills and how to get the ball matriculating down the field. Don't know if he's going to have that yet, but that's not really that important. The important thing is right now is he seems to be happy. He claims that there's 30,000 fans. Does that mean 30,000 fans per game or in total? Because I, I, I don't know, total. like in total, like of all time or something right, like, I mean, I don't yeah. understand how 33,000 people are going to go down to Jackson, Mississippi and watch a – I mean, you got Ole Miss down there. You got uh, Mississippi State. Well, I mean, with it uh, being HBC, like, I'll be honest with you, I doubt a lot of brothers and sisters are clamoring to go watch the Ole Miss Rebels uh, or the Mississippi State Bulldogs. They'd actually probably be more inclined to see the Bulldogs. Oh, yeah, but I mean, just saying, like, there's still a lot of fans for those two teams, you know? So I'm just saying, oh, like – Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like, 33,000? I don't even yes. know if Jackson State Stadium can hold that many people. I I thought mean, it was he's probably, yeah, I, I would like to look up the numbers on how much that place can hold, too. But um, speaking of holding fans, they're not holding fans there anyway because COVID. Another place that's not holding any fans is, well, the Eagles Stadium. Up in Philadelphia at uh, their lovely uh, stadium now, um, they have no fans. Uh, but this happened to Carson Wentz. Uh, would you like to play the audio clip for us, too? Yes, sir. Wrong one. Uh-oh, that's all right. Technical difficulties. It's down 21 to 3 in this game. Wentz off play action, looking for the end zone, and it's intercepted. Darius Williams with a diving pick in front of J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. The turnover in the end zone, and what a pick for Darius Williams to turn the Eagles away. All right, everybody. If you are listening correctly, those were boos ringing out in a stadium that has no one. The link 
no does one. not have one person in that stadium, yet the boos were ringing out. That means they told the sound guy to hit the boo button because they're like, look, even though there's not fans there, you need to experience it as if there were. And Carson, they'd be booing your ass if you were doing this. They're probably booing you from their seats at home. I like uh, how, how realistic they want to get the experience of the game for us on TV, you know? Like, you know, if they throw an interception or turnover, boo that man. And Carson Wentz got booed in an empty stadium. I think that's the first time in history that's ever happened, my friend. I mean, I yeah, there's not a lot of stadiums that would go out of their way to boo their own um, quarterback with no one there. Um, you know, <laughs> like that's. I mean, this is this is the Eagle fans, man. They did throw. Oh, yeah. I mean, all my knowledge of Philadelphia, coast of always sunny, and they did say they throw snowballs at Santa, and I heard about batteries too. Rocks oh yeah. Well, I don't know about the batteries, but I know they did go after Santa Claus, and they also didn't like uh, the Easter Bunny. I think one year, I think they uh, went after an Easter Bunny. Either way, they they don't like. Uh, fictional characters that aren't doing the job that they require of them, apparently. And I guess they don't like real-life people either that can't get the job done. Well, Uh, I mean, like, this still is worshipping Jawoski back in the day, man. Like, he was the greatest eagle ever. But, yeah, you had McNabb and other quarterbacks after that. But, you know, I don't want to say nothing about Philadelphia who puts up a statue of Rocky and not of the real-life boxer who's from there. Oh, Joe Frazier, I believe. Frazier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that is, that is an atrocity, but, uh, you know, we'll get to that, I guess, on a different Ricky Williams trilogy. But while we're talking about Carson Wentz and the fact that he is the reason the Eagles are 0-2, it's about time for us to acknowledge the fact that there are a lot of 0-2 teams right now in the NFL, a whole slew of them. I think, what, like 12? Is it 12 teams that are 10 or 12? Uh, something like I think that. it's something ridiculous like that. Like, yes. I mean... It's, it's like, wow. So preseason has really had an impact on you guys, huh? Exactly, exactly. Lack of discipline, lack of training, lack of a lot of things have made some teams look like they have no business on the field while other teams are looking just amazing. But it's time for the top five. And today's top five, everybody, is going to be an interesting one. Play that lovely music for me there, Duke. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for John B. Easy. I got five Yes, my top five, everyone. This is the top five 0-2 teams that are going to probably remain winless, everybody. (laughs) So number five on this is a team that shouldn't even be on this list in the first place, the Atlanta Falcons. My goodness, folks, they had every way. Yes, so they had so many chances to win against the Dallas Cowboys. As a matter of fact, ESPN had them at 99.9% chance of winning this game. And the stat for that was um, no team has ever been up by 39 with no turnovers and, like, the passing yards, like, with 400. The record was, like, 440 to nothing. Wow. Wow. See, there's absolutely no way they lose this much like we thought there was absolutely no way they would lose that Super Bowl. But I tell you, man, the Atlanta Falcons, they find a way to lose, don't they? And their next opponent. I'm glad they took that stink away from the Titans. You know, I mean, that is just absolutely (laughs) the most ridiculous thing ever, man. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Uh, I, I mean, 
that's worse than probably any butt fumble uh, that Sanchez ever did. Like to lose two games like that in just ultimate collapses. Wow, that is it, the just Cowboys. Like, come on, man! You oh, should yeah. run a prevent defense the entire game, man. And this and this wasn't the Super Bowl. It's not like there was like pressure of you like winning the biggest game of your life, man. Like I might excuse the Super Bowl because you know what? That's scary. And Bill Belichick is scary. But man, come on! It's a regular season game. You got to be kidding me. But, yeah, they're coming up against the Chicago Bears this week, and I just don't think it's going to be getting much better for them because they're going up against a pretty solid defense, and their defense, well, is basically trash if they're going to give up that many points in the end of the game. So I no don't pride, think that, yeah, no I don't think this is going to be a good one for them, and I think they might lose another one. Number four on the list is surprising, the Houston Texans. I don't know what the hell's going on with that team because they don't seem to know how to move the ball down the field, which isn't going to be great against a good defense like the Steelers, who they're going to be seeing coming up next. Big or, ben, or Deshaun, man. He should have just got out, dude. Why'd you sign that contract? Somebody else would have paid your ass that much money. Exactly, dude. He, he took that contract but didn't realize there was no one for him to throw to. Will Fuller, please come on. Now, this is crazy. Man. Dude, the man, the man has weird hands, like you said. It's like something about the ball comes yeah. to him. And it just can't close. He can't close his hands on it. Like one day he'll catch everything coming out of the sky. The next day it's like he's never tried to catch a ball before. But I think this is going to be another loss for the Texans just because the defense for the Steelers is really stout and Big Ben is throwing with confidence again. Next, number three, the Detroit Lions, everybody. I have no idea what's going on in Detroit. I think there's no discipline up there. I think they have no idea what they're doing from drive to drive. They're constantly putting in different pieces to the puzzle. There's no consistency. Only thing that's consistent from play to play is basically Matthew Stafford. And that's just not enough, man. I think they need to find some direction for that offense and go with it because whatever the hell they're doing right now is ending in losses. No. Next, they're uh, playing. Do you think the coach is going to be fired midseason? Like, he's got, what, two games left maybe before he gets fired? I mean, he should have been fired last year, if we're going to be honest. Uh, he but hired, let's be honest. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, he's they're still living off that, hey, if it comes from the Patriots, it has to be a winner, right? Right, and they're really holding on to this one for way too long. It doesn't make any sense. Patricia needs to be taken out, and the Cardinals are their next opponent. And I don't think they're going to take it easy oh, on him. Cardinals going to light them up, man. Exactly. They are showing a lot of signs of discipline. And when they're going up against a team that has none, I think this could get ugly. Uh, the next team that has no chance, let's be honest, the top two teams here, I don't know if they even have a chance to win any games at all this season. <laughs> the next team, number two, are the New York Jets, everybody. <laughs> Man, it just keeps getting from bad to worse. I mean, goodness, not only have they lost their number one running back with Le'Veon Bell, but, I mean, it looks like there's really no hope for them to move the ball down the field anyway. Uh, the team is lost. The defense seems to just be winded because they're constantly out on the field. I just don't see them beating the Colts because the Colts are actually playing on both sides of the ball. I mean, Phillip Rivers would literally just have to just keep chucking interceptions. You'd have to throw like three or four for the Jets to somehow win this game. Uh, but that's one thing, though, man. Could happen. They're, they're, they're destined to win at least one game. 
they're no, destined to, but I just the Colts. I don't think it, I don't think it's gonna be happening anytime soon, man. They need to find some discipline there as well. Well, once Adam Gacy gets fired, then they'll win again. Well, hopefully so, but it's not happening this week. And number one, everybody, is the, another New York team, the Giants. Oh, hooray for the Giants for being the worst possible team probably in the NFL right now, mainly because, goodness, they don't have Saquon Barkley now, which was their only shining glimmer of hope. And I believe they also lost Sterling as well. So they really have no one to throw to at all, not from the backfield, not on the line. I mean, at this point in time, they might as well pack it up and call it a season. But uh, they haven't done so yet. Apparently, they're going to keep on trucking along. And they're about to play the San Francisco 49ers, which I just really don't think they're going to take it easy on them. Even though they have some banged up running backs, I still think they're going to take it to even, them. Even without Nick Bosa, who suffered a season in the injury this week. Right. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. He's, no Bosa. The running back committee is bad. Jimmy Gropp, I mean, will do what he can. But I still don't think the Giants have enough to even move the ball down the field enough to even maybe score more than two touchdowns per game. I mean, <laughs> from here on out, they're going to have to win some close ones, baby. They will be tight. I mean, again, the only hope is for uh, kickoff returns for touchdowns. And Jesus time. Christ and fumbles. Oh, that's awful. They're going to have to hope for some sloppy play and, and weather conditions, which make it so that the other team can't even hold on to the ball. But, folks, that is my top five teams that probably will not be winning in week three. Thank you, John. I appreciate you doing your research on that, man, because, you know, that's actually the point the most ac- more accurate than what ESPN would do. Hey, dude, I try to do some research on this. I know they don't do their research. They just come in there spouting nonsense the second they come in, they just get their coffee in them, and they're just like, nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Nonsense, nonsense. I'm Stephen A. Smith. I'm Max Keller. Max is the worst, though. Max, uh, does, so Max knows boxing. That's great. But then when it comes to any other sport, he is literally just spouting out nonsense. So I'm like, if this idiot can get paid, I should be, too. Yeah. Anybody should be paid. I mean, Max, dude, yeah. I love his boxing. You're one of the best guys in boxing right now. It's just that, like, everything else, it's just I don't believe you, dude. Yeah, like he thought like LeBron James wasn't going to be any good this year. It's like, okay, please, dude, just you're spouting out nonsense, man. LeBron James is going to be good good until like (laughs) he maybe for at least another five more years. I mean, like the competition. I mean, he's still. I mean, it's just a physical beast who takes care of his body. Right. Don't care how old he gets, he can still put up more points than some of those kids out there in the NBA. Right. Trust me, when LeBron can't do it anymore, he'll sit himself down. Don't think that you just know he's not going to be any good, Max. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's that's a completely different story. The man story. spends a million dollars on his diet alone each year. Right. So, I mean, the man is going to be tip-top for at least a little while. I, yeah, he's going to be fine. But so, again, Max, just stick to your boxing, buddy. Now, uh, let's get... Let's get away from the NBA for a second, even even though things are getting interesting there with the Lakers getting beat by the Nuggets recently. Because the uh, Nuggets... Oh, oh yeah, the Clippers Uh, didn't even make it. Uh, The Nuggets seem to be an interesting team that like to lose games early, figure out what you're doing, and then start winning them late, which is what it looks like they're kind of doing with the Lakers right now. They kind of like baiting them into thinking that they're okay, and they are really coming back at them. And, I mean, it could happen again, dude. That's that's a bold strategy, Cotton. It is. It is. But it seems to be working, dog. They keep winning in game seven. 
they're like, look, all the pressure's on the other team because no one expects us to win. And it's an it's a interesting way to do it, but, hey, it's been working for them this year. Uh, on the other side, you've got two basically underdogs with the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. No one expected either of them to be there. And the Miami Heat actually doing quite well right now. So uh, if Jimmy Butler could take the Heat there and they're playing LeBron James and the Lakers, my goodness, the stories that they will have unfolding in that little uh, championship series right um, there. Who's the coach for the Miami Heat still? Uh, it's that dude, uh, Eric Spolster. Oh, okay. So he still has his job after LeBron left? Yeah, he still has. I mean, dude, he had some chips. He had rings. Oh, I you know. know. Saying, <laughs> I mean, they might be D Pat Wade, Riley's man. rings. but <laughs> I mean, you know, I think, I think D. Wade had a little pot to do with that too, man. Oh, yeah, and, and definitely Pat Riley, who was literally sitting there probably coaching the team from the sidelines. But, you know. Oh, yeah, dude. He was, yeah, he was coaching. He's tapping on the shoulders saying, you need to be doing this, son. Do oh, that. yeah, dude. He was always in the locker room at halftime. So what do you think he's doing in there, just observing? I doubt that. I, but... I doubt that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, he's still there. I guess he might get him there again, which is, I mean, surprising, too, because, you know, besides Jimmy Butler, he's really kind of working with a team of, you know, interesting, like, counterparts. Now, now, uh, was it Drogic? He's a pretty good guy. But, like, you know, you're not expecting a lot out of him, but he's playing, like, 25 points per game basketball right now, which is a lot more than people expected to him. And if you got a, a you know, guy who's playing like that with you, I mean, he's being a great Scottie Pippen for Jimmy Butler right now. Um, I love that my the number the number one number two of all time is Scotty Pippen. I mean, without him, Jordan really because I mean Scotty was one of the best defensive players of all time too. Oh, great defensive player, great vision. His passes were they're really on point. So like you know, and he could shoot like so like he was again he was a great number two uh, for Jordan. Uh, but again, we'll see what happens when the finals come around. We'll talk a little bit more about the finals because, you know, the championships on either side is like, it's interesting, but it's not the finals. Now, also too, man, a quick, quick little thing too. The NBA MVP was awarded. It uh, was, it was, uh, Giannis won it again. And LeBron James was not happy. As a matter of fact, he went (laughs) as far as to say he was pissed off at the voters. And it's true, dude. I mean, let's be honest, man. I don't really like how the NBA does their, like, MVP voting because they basically are like, who's the underdog that still did it? Let's make them an MVP. And it's like, just do it whoever's actually the best player. Like, they do that in baseball. They do that in, in football. If you're the best player, just give it to the best player. Don't be giving it to the best underdog player. That's stupid. Like, because, like, they they – gave like kobe one you're telling me kobe was only kobe the best only player one? yeah exactly dude what right like, like one has like five and kobe only got one exactly do you tell me that kobe was only the best player in the nba once man kiss my ass dude, so, like, even with a so, broken achilles man he was still playing on the best players in the right league. so like it just it doesn't make sense what they do like i think jordan only maybe won one or two like it's uh, just like it's, i think jordan won at least two or three dude. i think it was two, i think it was actually just two but like Again, like but they could give it to him every year, but but they should have. They should have. They really should have, dude. Like he was really, he was the best player all the time. All the time, dude. And he played every single game. He didn't sit out. Right. To give it to another person during the Jordan era was just almost a slap in the face to that person because they're like, well, you're not Michael Jordan, but 
we felt you were doing good enough this year. Like you were, you were basically as good as Michael, but you aren't Michael. <laughs> like that's um, kind of what LeBron only got 16 votes, and he came out publicly and cried a little bit and said, "How dare you only give me 16 votes?" I mean, like it is kind of a, a besmirchment. I mean, he took a Lakers team that was like apparently trash, and he and Anthony Davis alone carried them to the number one seed. You know, like that's. They did a lot. Now, and, granted, and Anthony Davis hit that game winner the other day, the three pointer, which was quite amazing. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that he wasn't. I mean, like, oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, I just want to give some credit to Anthony Davis because the man can play ball. Right. I'm just saying it probably should have gone to Anthony Davis or LeBron James. It, the fact that it went to Giannis again is again like this whole like underdog story that they keep trying to write the narrative of like when they kept giving it to Curry, but then like when Curry's actually like Greece and then, you know, over America and then Oh yeah, yeah, it's a way up the NBA ladder to I mean look people it's a beautiful story. Basketball over there is still competitive. It's not like they're just turning out scrubs over there, you know? Right. They act like they are, but like the NBA is probably at least at this point. 30% 30% European. Like it, almost all your white boys in the in the league are, are from Europe. You know what I'm saying? Like there's very few white guys coming from America playing in the NBA. Well, you know, I mean, just the talent over there too, because that oh, for some reason over in Europe, they really love basketball so much. I mean, they got those turkey leagues. Well, it was the dream team, dude. The dream team came over there in Barcelona and really changed the NBA or changed basketball in Europe, which thus changed like the NBA, you know, like they were playing, but like they weren't playing like that. Like once the dream team came through, like things kind of like changed how like basketball was viewed and like how you had, cause like the dream team was like slaughtering people. I mean, I think they beat Angola by like 80 something points, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that kind of stuff was just like so memorable, but like, what's so funny is the people from Angola were just like, thank you so much for kicking our ass like this. You know, <laughs> it was great. But uh, oh yeah, man. Um, you know the dream team. I mean, it changed, man. That that totally did bring basketball. I mean, China's got like what, like twelve leagues over there right now, too. So. Well, they're kind of forced to yeah. make basketball, I but mean, that's a different story. I that's mean, you know, I mean, story. they created uh, Yao Ming pretty much for the reason to have a basketball player to represent China. Right. So, I mean, I love Yao Ming. I love the charity work you do, but let's just be honest, buddy. Like you have planned. Well, yeah, but hey, man, they had a sweet free throw. He oh, had a dude. great hook shot. Uh, he, he just had enormous feet. feet that kept breaking. So I mean, that was his career. When you get, we have big guys like that, man. The body seems to break down. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially from like the knees down. I mean, it's yeah. just like it's hard to keep that going. I mean, uh, look at Jack. Shaq. Uh, I mean, he. Well, Shaq lasted forever. He ended up with like what? Okay, he st- okay. He started walking back and forth. Yeah, I, know, I mean, I don't know if that's called lasting. That was he scammed somebody out of a couple of checks, but like that's that's what Shaq did. He was he like, I still got it. He was just I trying to get back. He's still going. He's still just trying to get back to the halftime half half court line before they call a foul. It was awesome. I love it. Yeah, I mean, man, the walking he was doing with Boston was just shameful. And then I was it. Right before he was at, in Cleveland, I don't know, man. It was. He, I think it was before. It might. Yeah, I think it was a little I bit think he before. Was in, yeah, right before he would, because he was in Cleveland, or I don't know, somewhere around. It starts getting hazier there at the end. But it was just ugly. He wasn't was, doing nothing. And that's what's so funny about it. But hey, man, you know I still love you, Shaq. You know I just wish you never list, left uh, the Magic. But you know, Dude, have, oh, a chance who knows to what that organization would have been? Oh, dude, with Penny Hardaway. 
Oh, it, they could have been a great organization because, I mean, not only that, I mean, a- Nick Anderson at the time was amazing, but then he got the yips from the free throw line because he kept missing them in the finals. And then, like, he just disappeared off the face of the earth. Poor guy. I mean, that, that team did make it to the finals before they got swept by uh, Houston Rockets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, again, dude, like, Nick Anderson couldn't hit a free throw to save his life. And then that was what ended his career. Like, he just could not hit free throw. He was scared in the finals and then was scared for the rest of his life. I've never seen something like that uh, in basketball. Well, at least not from somebody who got so close to winning it all and then falling apart. Uh, But either way. um, At least it's not the Atlanta Falcons, man. Yeah, exactly. They're not the Falcons who fall apart constantly so either way i feel this is a good place for us to find a break here for the ricky williams trilogy and we'll be back shortly with our picks for the week gambling now there's a solution listen to john b easy and duke thompson on money mouth a sports podcast where the hosts put their money where their mouth is Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's time for your Fumble Rooski Weekly Sports News Update. Star Giants running back Saquon Barkley has torn his ACL and will miss the remainder of the season. Another season-ending injury occurred. This one also a torn ACL that has been diagnosed to 49ers defensive end Joey Bosa. Christian McCaffrey. Another big name, another great running back has been placed on the injured reserve and will miss at least four to six weeks after suffering a high ankle sprain this past Sunday. Both number two overall picks will not see the field again until 2021. I'm talking about Saquon Barkley and Joey Bosa back-to-back years. After witnessing the surprise start of the Chargers' first-round pick, quarterback Justin Herbert, it has come to light today that the Chargers team doctor accidentally punctured his own quarterback, Tyrod Taylor's lung, just before kickoff Sunday while trying to administer a pain-killing injection to the quarterback's cracked ribs. George Atala, the assistant executive director of external affairs for the NFLPA, has stated that their medical and legal team have been in touch with Tyrod and have since started an investigation. And your final piece of news, it's with great sadness today that the Chicago Bears announced the loss of the great Gale Sayers. He was 77 years old. Rest in peace, Gale. We will miss you here at the Ricky Williams Trilogy. Now, a lot of injuries. Oh, but us, Joe, I'll say a sad note. Animal from the World Warriors, WWE, he passed away. Oh, no. Sad for that. He was uh, 60, I believe. Um, World Warriors was one of the most baddest-ass tag teams back in the day. They were actually uh, on the circuit long before they got to the WWE. They wrestled in Japan. They wrestled all over the place. Everybody knew the World Warriors. Badass football. The football pass with the spikes in it. We lost lost Hawk a long time ago, but now Animal has passed away. So any wrestling fans out there, you know, we're losing a lot of people now. I guess Sanders, that was sad too. So mm. rest in peace, guys. And remember, your legacy won't be forgotten. 
That's right. That's right. And in moving on from sad news, I've just heard too much of it this week, Duke. I've heard too many, too many injuries, too many season enders. I swear, I think there were seven ACL tears this weekend. I only mentioned a few of them, some really important ones. Not to say that we don't feel bad for those other guys. When when I saw when I saw Barkley go down and grab it, that pain, I knew he tore something, man. I was now, like, you had too much pain to be a sprain. That was now, cool. now. Let, let's not forget the play before he was in there. He locked up his left arm, and it looks like his shoulder shot through his skin. Oh, and then they put him back out there, and the poor guy gets an ACL injury. Exactly a year to this date today, he had a high ankle sprain. It looks like Saquon's start to his career is awfully, awfully sketchy. And, and I feel bad for him because I think if he was on a team where he didn't have to be the guy, this probably wouldn't happen to him. I mean, the Giants are a dumpster fire right now. Um, I don't see them winning at all. I mean, I don't know how they're going to win without Barkley. I don't know. Daniel Jones ain't it. Maybe this was the greatest thing Eli did. It's kind of like an FU to the Giants before he left. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, you know, I'm just going to leave you in worse shape than you ever been before even I got here. So, man, that was a bad choice. I mean, I just don't see it happening. So, if I had to ask you this question just because I'm curious because – you know, a lot of people looked up on Philadelphia this year. They have a good old line still. Oh, I'm sorry, they have a good D-line still. They have a good pack on defense. However, they're 0-2, and so are the Giants. Who wins first, Philly this weekend against Cincy or the Giants at all? I mean, if, the, if Philly's going to win, it's going to be this weekend, right? Uh, me and B-Easy talked about this um, just because uh, – be easy said the best. Carson Wentz has to win because if he doesn't, those Eagle fans are going to kill him. Straight up. I mean, like, I think the more pressure's on Wentz. I just don't – I love Burrow, kid, man. He's going to do some good oh, he looks. Things. Oh, he looks good. But the only thing – we could talk about winning picks, but, man, dude, I don't, I'm still undecided about that. But I got to say for sure, Eagles are definitely going to win before the Giants win, man, for sure. Okay. 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 Just a, a short synopsis. I just wanted to know. But, uh, oh, yeah, but yeah, that is funny. So, m- moving on to less sad things, onto winning times, onto good times. Your quarterback looks good. You're running back off to a slow start, but that's what he does. Hey, How did you feel about the Titans this week? Two, I mean, he's two games. He's over 200 yards. I mean, you know, it was just that. He's not playing bad. No, no. Oh, not at all. It's just, you know, the offensive line is just gelling right now. I mean, they've haven't had a preseason. And I mean, this whole no preseason thing has really, really impacted all teams. I mean, the Chiefs are number one in missed tackles for sure. I'm thinking I got like 36, 37. It's like, that's ridiculous, man. You need to clean that up. Some teams just look like they've never even played football out there before. It is true. So I think. I'm just happy to be cheering on right now. Dick Henry looks awesome. I can really see the threat, the Jaguars. They stacked the box. They said Henry's not going to beat us. But, man, Tannehill lit it up to Humphreys, to Corey Davis. Oh, Johnny Smith. Thank you, Johnny, for just being an outstanding player. One of the most up, – up, he's an uprising tight end in this league. Watch out because I drafted him early because I knew. I knew that he was – because we run a two-offense, a two-tight end set. He's going to be a great guy. I just like to see the ball being spread around where we have multiple threats. And we're not a one-dimensional team no more. As many people, a.k.a. ESPN, Fox News, oh, well, all Tannehill <laughs> does is just – he just hands the ball off. No, he actually throws those touchdowns because P. 
people are sold on Henry, and they're, they're either – that's what the beautiful thing about the play-action pass. It's one of my favorite plays in all of football because when you sail that defense on that play-action, it's a beautiful wide-open pass. Right, right. It, it looked like straight up the middle every single time Jonu Smith was open, and they, they opened the playing field completely. I mean, Davis, compared to the last game, did not play as well, but this is why, because they were targeting him on defense. Jacksonville was targeting him. Who were they not targeting? You're exactly right. Jonu Smith, and he was a beast this week. And Humphreys look healthy out there, too, who's hurt last year. So he caught the one touchdown pass as Tannehill got hit. I love seeing people catch the ball because I spent so many years of my life never having a receiving core. We had one, maybe two guys, but it's amazing. I am happy. Uh, we are number one in uh, red zone efficiency, which I am pretty proud of right now. Nice. Um, I mean. That's big. I feel like we were there for a few years there. Yeah. Gwaskowski, man, dude, he kicked a 51-yard field goal. He kicked a game winner, missed an extra point. But, hey, dude, these extra points now ain't guaranteed, man. Even um, the the Jags kicker, who's a fantastic kicker, missed an extra point. Lambo, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of like one of those things. I think that was one of the greatest rule changes ever was the field goal being drawn back, man. So, but it was great, man. Um, speaking of being greatness, man, how does – man, Cam looks incredible, man. He looks like he's got a new life, dude, and he's happy, and I'm proud of him, man. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, man. Um, first off, congratulations to the New England Patriots on that loss. I don't think many people that didn't play sports growing up understand, but there is such a good there, – there's such a thing as a good or a great loss, and that was one of them. Now, do I think we deserve to win in the first three quarters – And leading up to the fourth last play, I believe, yes, that that pass interference, that DPI they they had against the Seahawks was nonsense, and it shouldn't have been called. And so I think the football gods spoke back with that one-yard play. I think they did. I think they wanted to stop Cam because, you know what, at that point, I'm not so sure that we deserve to win. But Bill Belichick should have called a timeout. He should fucking know that. He He should be told that. I know he's the greatest coach of all time. He's the good goat, but we should have called the timeout. With, with all that being said, right, we lost the game. We lost to a great Seattle Seahawks hey, team. They when, look fantastic. When Russell puts a five TDs on you, man, it's hard to come back, man. I mean. Do you, do you know how many TDs we let last year? Like not many. Four. Four. Yeah. Four. Russell Wilson got five in one game. So are we hurting a little bit on defense? Sure, man. We lost Hightower. We lost Chung. We don't really need Chung because this Kyle, Kyle Duggar son, he looks good, man. Next um, man but up. Next man up. That's right. And Kyle Duggar looks like a Josh Adams. You know who played great Josh Adams? Unless he was covering Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman with 179 reception yards, the most in his career ever. I, I cannot tell you, Duke, how many times I watched that man catch a ball for Tom Brady. How many times in a single game? I watched him catch the ball, but you know what? Have, dude. We all have. I remember all the Super Bowls, man. Um, the one where he got a concussion. Well, which is that one? Um, I forget. I want to know which, which one he didn't get a concussion. Oh, well, in. It, this one was pretty obvious. It was where it was like he got It was the Eagles, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. Was it? I thought they won that one. I thought they won where he caught the one that he won. It might have been the Falcons. That was Atlanta then. Yeah, because yeah. Um, he got, was going in the middle. Dude, dude got hit in the helmet. And he looked came up like. I love it because, like, dude, I know you shouldn't be playing. You need to get checked out, but he, he faked it. He's like, 
no, man, okay, man, let's do it. And he still went out there and caught more touchdowns. I mean, the man is what he came from um, playing quarterback, right? Did yeah, he did. Yep. He came in and said, "I'm going to do what I can." And man, he got some hands, and good for him, man. I mean, he looks like with the cam out there, looks amazing. He looks good, man. You know what? The the whole offense was open. Tamir Bird had like nine targets. He, like that that's a kid that came from Arizona last year that was not utilized at all, unless it was in special teams or the practice squad. But you know what? I'm I'm damn proud of this Patriots team. I'm damn proud of Cam Newton as my quarterback. What he's doing right now with that locker room is incredible. Also, too, man, let's just be honest. Seattle's a tough place to play. Russell loves it up there. I mean, they they it's just a tough place to play. Hey, it's their first primetime game, man. I mean, they, they let Cam Newton sling 397 yards on him, and Edelman ate up Josh Adams' coverage all night. Yeah, that defense is not as great. I'm more for the Seahawks fans. But, I mean, like I said, as long as you got Russell, you're at least 8-8. Eight Right. Um, I'll I'll give it up to Nikhil Harry, too. He also looks great. I think Cam's really comfortable with him. Um, overall, I'm I'm very happy with the way we played, man. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm excited to see the rest of the season because I've never had a quarterback that leads the rush yards for a team during a game, but I'll, it's something else. Actually, I got a fun stat for you. Um, oh, bring it on, then. There's only three players in the NFL history who's had, I think – Oh, sorry about that. Damn All right, man. COVID emails up. are emails are oh, important too. COVID update. You know they're trying to scare us. You know, but I'm safe in my home. Uh, so, like, the stat is this: uh, there's been only three quarterbacks in history who's had over 300 yards and uh, th- two rushing touchdowns. Steve McNair's got to be one of them. No, Steve wasn't. Was he not? No, I was shocked. Yeah, it was uh, Steve Young, Cam Newton, and. And Tom Brady. Yes, You're kidding right. me. No, dude, I'm serious. Tom Brady <laughs> had two rushing touchdowns. Oh, sneaks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Two rushing touchdowns and 300 yards, and they've done it like six or seven times, I think. Some crazy – something like that. Uh, so, yeah, Tom Brady was the other one, man. I mean, we never like – we always joke about that, but Tom, dude, he did get those quarterback sneaks, man. He was a master at that. He dude. still is. He still is the master of quarterback sneaks. Yeah, he loves that shit, dude. It's like if I could teach my kid how to do a quarterback sneak, I'm going to like, look, look how Tom does it, dude. Right, right. He sells it, and then he just gets in that hole. He finds the hole, and it's like the most amazing thing. It's like running quarterback sneaks on Madden, dude. It's a guarantee. It, it's it's wild, man. It is wild. But, no, o- overall, I'm happy with the Patriots' loss. I think we have a great season ahead of us. It's I think we have, dude. It's not, I, I think There's no shame in that loss, man. I right. Mean, I mean, you proved that. You could you were in it all the way to the end. You could have won that game. But, like I said, it's Russell in Seattle, dude. You know? the, it was the football gods, man. I think the karma came back to, to bite us on that DPI. But, but, you know what? We have a tough couple of weeks coming. Um, we have Las Vegas, um, who just beat the Saints in prime time. We got Kansas City, Denver, a bye week, and then San Francisco and Buffalo. So we have our work cut out for us, but the second half of the year, I think we'll be all right. Um, and, you know, we still got to play the likes of, you know, Houston, Arizona, like the Rams. Two wins in, man. Listen, people, with two wins in, okay? It's a long season. And after long. last week, seeing how many people went down with injuries. I'm scared for this week, man. I don't know, man. Like, I, it's just – it's bad, dude. It's bad. I know, man. Seven ACL tears in one weekend, something like that. Anything over two is, like, wild. So, yeah, we definitely have our work cut out for us here. 
Um, Each game, man, is important, but man, dude, like, because at some point, I'm, I just cannot believe after seeing the injury report, it was just like Boza Barkley, just everybody going down, dude. Right. It was right. The knees, the knees are not healthy this year. And man, maybe that's because of no preseason, no time to really to even have a training camp. I mean, a real legitimate where OTAs were canceled. They didn't have like workouts. They come in cold. I mean, it, it was just it's nuts, man. And I mean, I just pray for my players' knees every week. That's all, you know. No shit, man. Because man. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, man? I mean, one single play, like you said with Barkley, he shouldn't have been out there. He should be on the sidelines, looking, getting looked at with that shoulder. Yeah. But yeah. that was just poor coaching. But I mean, I understand the man's competitive, but you know, you could sit out one play, you know, just one play. But who knows? He. It could have torn any other time. But, I mean, I'm just shocked. So, it's good to see the Patriots. I mean, I just really hope you guys win the division because I'm really tired of hearing about Buffalo. Um, I mean, I, I respect you guys. I don't hate you guys. I respect you guys. I understand how great you guys have been, how great a franchise has been football. But, man, I just – I can't stand the cocky Bill fans right now praising Josh Allen. You know, I just don't well, see – Well, time out. He looks good, though. I, I understand the praising. I, I understand there's a long season to go, but that kid looks good. He looks good now, man, but who have they really played, my friend? I get that. No, I always get that stipulation. They played the Jets, Miami, and this this week is their first challenge. I'm not going to disagree with you. They got the Rams, and and then they got Las Vegas and Tennessee and Kansas City. So, like, they have a tough schedule coming up in the next four games. We'll see what, what they're really made of. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these these games, man, I mean, two to two and no, they can easily go in, like, two and two by the time we meet them in uh, Tennessee. So... It's going to be, I don't know, it's just like, I just really, it's one of those things I just hate, like, people are like, oh, yeah, look at the Bills, man, look how good Josh Allen is, whoa! It's like, nah, man, kidneys are like, it's just, I just don't believe in that team, man. I don't believe in the coaches, just don't believe in the players. I mean, they, when they, they always go to the playoffs and get those butt kicked, they can't win a playoff game to save their life, that's for sure. I mean, you know, so. Barely make it, the only time they've made it was two years ago. Uh, well, two, the last two years, but two years ago when freaking Andy Dalton was the reason they got in. <laughs> that was beautiful, though. It was. It was. But but you know what? Buffalo looks good right now. It's only two weeks. We've got a long way to go. But I'm curious, Duke. I'm, I'm curious. Are you more surprised? Are you? And, and I wanted to bring the Raiders up because they just looked great on Monday, and I know it's a Monday night game. I know it's against uh, uh, Drew Brees I, that looked frantic. He looked frantic the entire game. Because he didn't have Thomas out there. He didn't have a safety blanket, you know? Is that why? I mean, I don't know. I don't think – I think we we talked about this before. I asked you that question. Do we give the Saints so much more credit because they have – um, Drew Brees, so they like think that every single year they're gonna be great. Or I mean, they only won one Super Bowl in the past, to be honest, you know. And it's kind of like they seem like they're always hyped up every season. The who that people, you know, like just I don't know. Are we living on the past resume like we do with a lot of teams? We do this with Aaron Rodgers. We do this. I mean, we did this with Tom Brady this year with Tom, with Tampa Bay, but man, Gronk looks old. I mean, Gronk don't look like he can do anything, and Arians is doing the bus. So, I don't know, man. It's just like one of those things, like, do we need to step aside and say this is this year, not 2010. Drew Brees is getting older. He looks frantic out there. They frantic. Were, they were getting pressure on him. And another thing, too, with the Raiders, is kind of like 
I think it was most important because that was the first game in the new stadium. You know, yep. you don't want to go out there on Monday Night Football your first game and lose that game. You know? Right, right. And, and Darren Waller was absolutely unstoppable. The Walrus was doing it all, all night. He was terrorizing that defense. You think that defense would have learned. The only thing that I said to you, because I do believe that we look at Drew Brees favorably because he's a great quarterback in himself. I mean, no matter, no matter. I mean, his, his, his records out of his ass, dude, you know? So. Right. In the past three years, the Saints, that's right, the New Orleans Saints, the past three years have had the best record out of the entire NFL. So do, do I think that division played a little bit a part of it? Yeah, sure. I mean, the Tampa Bay Bucks, two easy wins a year. I mean, you can go down the line. The Atlanta Falcons still have not been great since the Super Bowl. And even the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton were struggling for years. So I think we do give Breeze a little bit of credit, but I do think that team is still good. I just think they need to figure it out. I don't think their season's done by any means. But I think they're good, but are they just like eight and eight good, nine and eight, nine and seven? I mean, first round exit of the playoffs. Because we know they can't play on the road. Like, well, then to get to the Super Bowl, they have to have home field because Drew Brees is a guy that does not like to play outside. He is like Tom. Well, I mean, Tom played outside. I uh, like Peyton. Peyton don't like to play outside either. You know, so that's one well, thing. Tom, Tom likes playing outside in the cold. Yeah, in the cold. Yeah, exactly. In the cold. He don't, he don't like that warm weather for some reason. I don't know. Maybe because he's from um, Michigan. like that cold weather, you know. Well, he's from California, though. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You, well, that's weird. I don't know, man. Tom, you're weird, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, like, that's weird because it's so weird. But Drew, man, like I said, people love him. He's like, everybody loves Drew B. He's like, he's always great. It's just like sometimes your reputation, like uh, we were talking about this with Tannehill. People still ain't so on Tannehill. But we seem like Don, Adam Gacy wasn't a good coach. Dude, that guy had so many bad coaches in the in, in the Dolphins. They've been through the rotating carousel for years now. So now everybody judges Tannehill on his past as a bad thing, saying, oh, he's – and it be easy, but does the same thing. But I've always believed the second chances because you never know if the situation was just bad, you know, and the coaching staff didn't know what the crap they were doing, didn't know how to use the guy. So I think – Now, you, you believe – let me ask you this. You believe in second chances – but I've heard what you said about Tannehill in the past, and I know I'm not. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you too high in regard. But I had a man crush on Mariota. It's like you know, I admit it because he was a good guy. There you go. Great guy. I just wanted to know. I just wanted, that was going to be my question here because he was just such a thing. But he had that nerve injury, and it's just apparently fucked him up since, man. And that's what's so sad. It's like people may just know your nerves are everything, man. Your nerves are your whole system. Yeah. Nervous system, people. Like, they're very valuable. When I broke my arm, the first thing uh, the doctor said to me was checking my nerves, make sure I could feel because it's like, good, good, there's no nerve damage there, you know? So if I was throwing a football and I can't feel it, I just think that, like, yeah, I do believe the second chance and I'm really, I'm really glad Tanny Hill is proving me wrong. I got to, I got to stop calling him Tanny Bum, but I feel like <laughs> If I keep doing that because I'm superstitious, he's going to keep winning, you know? So I got to keep calling him that. Okay, man, I'm going to stick with that, dude. Like, when I wore 
Bayard's jersey last week. He got injured. I was like, oh, shit, it's my fault. I'm his jersey, man. You know, should have worn Henry, man. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I know, man. I, and listen, I, I just give you shit because I know last year it was, it was hard for you to accept him. And even going into this year, it was hard for you to accept him. But yeah, as long as you, as long as you, real, you, self, you do okay. self-reflection, you know it, that's fine. We've talked about it. I mean, you hated Tom Brady for how long? Because Drew was your guy. Six years old. <laughs> but you still had that fandom early I on. I did. Though, I did. Yeah, yeah. no, for, for, a, for a couple of years. I mean, Tom Brady was an arrogant piece of shit when he first came here. Yeah, like, there's a, there's a story. So, listen, wait, and, and you know this, but he did uh, – the Patriots used to do their camps at Bryant University in Smithfield, Rhode Island, where I grew up. Uh, I seen the camps many a time there. I met Tom Brady. He touched my head. All this, all that, right? Right outside the college, there's a bar called Parenti's Restaurant, okay? Now, Tom Brady and the boys used to always go rip it up there after training camp because back in those days, you could do that. You didn't have to constantly watch where you were eating. No more strawberries for Tom. But one time, he went up in there with a couple of different players, and they made, like, a regular patron move his seat because Tom Brady wanted to play the arcade game next to that seat and he didn't want to have to move far. So what did they do? The restaurant people, the waitresses, the manager asked those people to move. And you know what? The guy wasn't so happy about it. And I'm pretty sure to this day, he's pretty salty about it. And Tom Brady was just doing what a young Super Bowl winner would do. So any, any athlete does, man. I mean, this right. is John, uh, John talking about how he went down to see the Chargers of cheese play. And saw uh, what's his name? That oh, great! Uh, wide receiver for the quarterbacks in the nineties. Um, the what now? He's the He was the running. He was the wide receiver for the Cowboys in the nineties. Um, he has uh, Irvin. Irvin, yes, he saw Irvin, right? Michael Irvin, okay. And they were like, you know, man, he hasn't played. He's just a commentator now, man. But boy, dude, he used his stardom and I'm Michael Irvin to really get his way in the bar. And Jonathan saw it. I mean, this is just the way athletes are, you know? I mean, so I can understand that, but that's kind of a dick move, Tom. Dick move. I mean, I mean, since then, I know for a fact that Tom Brady has been better and he's got better and he grew up. I mean, he was still a kid, but. But, Regardless, I mean, you gotta you gotta let that stuff you gotta let that stuff fly every once in a while. I suppose you invest your time with Drew Brees, you know. Like I invested my time with Mariota because I had had a quarterback in God forever. Like we had Collins, we had Fitzmagic, we had so many people come through. Man, we had a clipboard Jesus, you know. I mean, it was just like, and to have like a first round pick to feel like the franchise was finally turning around. That's why I got invested with him, you know. So it was more yeah. like that. And then, too, it's just kind of like I think that he got a bad – he went out with an injury, and the injury never healed. It's just like it felt bad for Marietta, you know I mean? The guy yeah, and he, he was a great guy. I mean, I always told you I thought he was a class act. I've always thought that. I didn't think he was the greatest quarterback, but he's always been a good guy. Oh, so, too, it's like I said, I judged Teddy Hill on his past because I didn't know how bad Adam Casey was as a coach. Oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently, this that and whole jet situation right now is just proving how bad he really is. Like, I don't mean I think they should be he should be fired with the next few games, just straight up. Oh, I can't believe he still has a job. I can't believe Matt Patricia still has a job. Those are the two guys that like really, like really come to mind. I mean, do any other coaches come to mind 
But I mean, Matt Patricia should be fired. There's no uh, doubt about it, and so should Diggs. That team, dude. I think uh, his. I mean, what about Bill O'Brien and his O two soon to be O and four Texans? Oh, dude. I mean, like, I feel so bad for Deshaun. Like, I told you, he should have signed that contract with a clause saying, "You need to fire Bill O'Brien before I get old," because this is gonna be ridiculous, man. He has to trade away your best receiver, man, and D Hop, dude. Oh man, he's killing it in. In Arizona right now. He has the most catches through two games any wide receiver has ever had on a new team. Oh, man. With a quarterback that's been in the league for a year and was told he was too small. I know, dude. And great, I'm looking at the pitch right now. Great Iron Sports, man. Great uh, little skits they do. Um, they got they, – they drew Colin Murray as like two foot one. Like, I mean, it's like, yeah, they, but, man, the kid's fast. He can play. He wants to play. He's a winner. He's got that one in the spirit. He's so, fast as hell, man. I love, I love to see. And, man, Bill O'Brien's just screwing that team up, dude. And, I mean, they, they – and, too, like, that's the only thing that's a knock on them. They're always like, we can get to the playoffs. We can do this. You don't lose a 21-point lead to Kansas City in the playoffs, dude. You know what I mean? Like, how, like, how do you do that? How do you do that? All you got to do is, like, run the clock out, man, and make sure you get those first downs. Like, do short plays, dink and dunk until you run that clock out and run off the field, got the victory, you know? I just don't understand. And for a talent like Deshaun Watson, man, I mean, it's just it's sad. It's sad to watch. It is. They're going to go on 4 They have a tough first four games. They had Kansas City to Baltimore. Back-to-back, that does not help start your season. And then they have Pittsburgh. Oh, I guess Minnesota's really not a lock anymore as we thought it was but Pittsburgh wow. they're damn good too so 0-3 to you the Houston the Houston Texans but that poor Deshaun Watson I mean, they may finish last in the AFC South Jags look good Jags I mean with Ben Shue, I mean that kid like we were playing on a short week our secondary was injured we would drop we even our second guy our second backup got hurt too Joseph I'm like oh my god they the doing not out there so we suffered but man they Minshew dude and also, too, I got to say, the Rails have been bad because of that. We'll talk about the Tyreek Hill penalty that should have been. But one penalty, like, I'm, I want to be honest, I'm a homer for the Titans. But that last play of the game, Clowney was offsides. <laughs> the interception. Yeah. Was he? Yeah, he was blatantly offsides, dude. <laughs> like, people on Twitter are trying to defend it, like, camera angle and all this other crap. But I'm the first one to say that was horrible. There was the rest in that game, too, and all these other games. There was so many holding, not calls. There was just so much crap. There's been a few offsides. Like, I mean, these were so horrible, especially, like, when I was watching the Chiefs game. Tyreek Hill poured his helmet straight off. Like, you can't do that no more. This ain't the 90s. You know? Yeah, right, like, right. And then there was a game like that, and then Monday night we watched there's a penalty every – but I, I would average three plays. I mean, the Saints couldn't stop themselves. Oh, that was because I think the NFL came down after Sunday night and sent a memo out to the rest, like, look, man, this is sloppy. You can't be doing this, man. Especially after Tyreek Hill, that changed the game. I mean, that would have been – they could have they could have taken the penalty on the kickoff or the PAT. So that would have put them back. Not They would might have ran uh, a two-point conversion on the 15- or 20-yard line. But, like, I mean, that's just, like, ridiculous. To be, like, in front of the rest and not to call that? I mean, right, right. No, that that's the first thing I said to my wife. I said, that's a penalty. That's a penalty. You cannot take your helmet off while on the field. If it's removed during the play, that's something different, but you cannot remove your helmet. And, you know, I I mean, it was, it was as blatant as, as it could have been. 
And so I didn't, I didn't understand that play. I thought I was the only one. I, I mean, my, you know, Katrina was like, uh, are you sure that's a penalty? And at this point I'm like, I, I don't, I don't fucking remember. I, I think it is. More, man. <laughs> it was like, uh, we fought at the point with Rashad Evans last year. Delaney Walker got hit in the face by Miles Garrett, like an open fist after the play. It was just a PI. Evans does the same thing. Oh, he's still on the game. Tyreek Hill rips his helmet off. What is it, 1992? No. Like, it was – he blatantly came off with like, yeah, look at me. Look what I did. Here's, but, but here's the thing. It was such a – it was like his chin strap wasn't even on because he, he just barely slipped it off. He just yeah. he just took his hand right here and just poop, pop, popped it off near his jaw. I just – I don't – and, and like, that's regardless. But I did – saying that, like, that could have changed the game right there. It definitely could have. Because if that they couldn't have gone for two, they would charge it up by one. Maybe right. if they got down the field, took a lot more time off the clock instead of leaving the cheese to go overtime like they did. That was a big, crucial play, man. Like I said, even in my game, if Clowney got called for the offsides, that might have changed shit because that would have continued the Jaguars' play and had at least a couple more shots down the field. So these, these right. refs are just being horrible, man. I'm just like, and there were a few plays in the Titans game. I saw Derek Henry does obvious holding. I was like, that's going to get called. And I was like, what's the flag? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I'm like right. waiting for it. It was like, well, I'm, I'm, I don't have any kind of refing experience, man, but I know what a blatant hold call is. You know, like, you got to let them pass by. At, right. at a certain point, it's a hold, man. You know, I understand they hold all the time judges and stuff, you know, but it's sloppy, man. And I think with the Monday night game, they were just – Two on do you, do you think they were just making up for the weekend they had? Maybe I think a memo got sent out, man. I mean, it's just been sloppy with the rest. It just seemed like every single thing was getting called Monday night. But I do want to go back to the Kansas City Chiefs game and the Chargers game. And I'm not going to talk about the quarterback you think I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about this kid, Justin Herber. Damn. Oh my God, what a composed rookie should look like at that size is what he looked like now he made some rookie mistakes could have had a first down and, and plus some and threw an interception that was certainly a change in the game and I think listen I think Anthony Lynn sat him down and said listen son you're a rookie you can't make those throws and you know in this league I know you got away with it in Pac-12 because that league sucks and oh, it's yeah. college ball they never seen defense in Pac-12 yeah I but was, I mean that, that was a horrible throw we're talking about it was bad he was driving down the field. He was scrambling out to the pocket. He was two yards short of the first. And he just – and, and, he, and he had room. He had room, too. Fun, too, man. I mean, he picked up – it's like, you've got to pick it up. I know you're trying to go for the glory, but there's just too much time on the clock to leave Mahomes with, man. That's right. It. And even with the game Mahomes was having, he shouldn't have done it. But you know what? I give the kid credit because – one or two rookie mistakes, man. That's that's light work for a guy that's surprisingly starting in a game because their their doctor stabbed their quarterback in the lung before the game. I just give all the right all the credit in the world to Justin Herbert playing against the, the former Super Bowl champs, twenty three to twenty loss. But with three hundred eleven yards passing, with only ninety three yards rushing. I mean, yeah, great game offensively, but. He's the reason they had a great game. I mean, he was hitting guys all over the field. So, um, I, I thought it was a great game by him. And the play calling was awful towards the end. Like, you, this kid is over, thrown for over 300 yards, but you keep rushing it on the first and second down. Right, And then right. I was just like, come on, man. Let the kid go, you know? Like, yeah, you, 
proving himself, and they couldn't stop that fucking pass, you know? So. Well, one final question I wanted to ask you before we go into our weekly picks, Duke. Now, I see two teams on this docket here. a boy. See two, two teams on this docket here that um, I'm a little surprised with that they're 2-0. and Now, seeing who they've played, one of the teams, I'm a little more surprised than the other team. But, Duke, who, in real quick, I want to know who you're most surprised at at being 2-0. and Is it the Las Vegas Raiders or the Arizona Cardinals? Raiders. For sure, because right. I think I expect that out of Derek Carr this year. I agree. I expected it out of Darren Waller, but my God, what a game they had. They just connected on every level. Arizona looks good. They beat a pretty good San Francisco team and then a pretty bad Washington team. But Chase Young looks good on Washington football team side. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to, to what Arizona has to say in the next four weeks um, or the next five weeks. They got Detroit, Carolina, Jets. Dallas, Seattle. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun couple of weeks to watch Kyla Murray play, who has more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson. He's got more throwing yards or passing yards, excuse me, than Patrick Mahomes, and he's got but more the- touchdowns than Ka- Christian McCaffrey and damn Saquon Barkley. So Kyla Murray looks good. I'm excited to see what they're about to do. Um, I mean, like I said, he's gonna get figured out eventually, but I think that he is good enough quarterback to where he'll adapt. To where he won't be one-dimensional. I think he's – I mean, he's got to tighten up his fire a little bit, his throws, but, man, with D-Hop out there, he's he's really going to improve, man, like just straight up. He's got a damn good team around him. I love to see the Cardinals win just because I knew a guy who was a Cardinals fan, probably the only one I met in my life. But, man, they've sucked forever. They haven't been good since Kurt Warner was out there. Well, they got screwed out of the Super Bowl because that should have been a – excessive penalty for the celebration. But, hey, man, it's the Steelers, right? We don't call penalties on the Steelers. We do the Steelers, you know. Screw that. But right. I love that, man. Um, Kyle Miller is great. Patrick, you, you looks like, dude, you're kind of um, – I think it feels like the Chiefs are kind of just depending on him. You know, like it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, Patrick's going to bail us out. You know, oh, we're getting in trouble. It's okay, Patrick is going to bail us out. But – you can't be doing that the whole entire season, man. Now, I know you watched that game because I did too, and it was an exhilarating game from start to finish with the new quarterback in and, you know, all this, all that. Was that the first game? Like, really? I mean, we watched them two years ago in the AFC Championship play against Tom Brady, but Patrick Mahomes was on his game that night. Is this the first time or the first game, and it was for me, the first game you ever saw Patrick Mahomes legitimately upset and or like just gen- generally not comfortable with anything that was happening? Well, I mean, um, yeah, I could say that. I mean, it's the first game that like they just felt off sick. Me and, me and Beasy always talk about this because he's a Chiefs fan. We always thought about this. It's like A.D. Reid prepares for the first game and puts all his cards into the first game, right? And looks incredible. But the second game, they just poop out. Like a few years ago when they beat the Patriots at Arrowhead, and and everybody's like, oh, the Patriots are done. Right, 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 Uh, yeah. And then, like, the next week, it was just like they pooped out again. And I felt like this is what it was. Like, Andy Reid, I think it's just like, okay, you're a great coach and stuff, but now it just feels like you're just going to let – 
everything right on Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes bills out. It's like that's not going to happen every single week, my friend. No, other guys had to step up. That defense has to step up. Like I said, right now they have the most missed tackles in the league. That's no sloppy. shit. Yeah. Sloppy. Yeah, you know, I dro- I dropped their defense this week because their defense was really good last year, and we didn't think they would be great, and they were really good. And, um, you know, I trusted them going into the draft. I, I took them last round just because I don't care about defense and fantasy drafts. Nah, um, you but, they did, but they did not look good, and they have not looked good. Nah, um, and it's not like they have an easy schedule coming up either. The Kansas City Chiefs, we're going to see what this former this, or this reigning world, uh, you know, Super Bowl champion team is about. They got Baltimore, New England, Las Vegas, Buffalo, Denver. Now, Denver's easy. They lost that quarterback, they, Drew Locke. It's a divisional game, too. Are they playing in Denver? I believe they might be. Give me a sec. I'm trying to find it. But and my eyes are deceiving me. me, me and, and they are at Denver. They are at Mile High. Denver's a tough place, dude. Always a tough place. Divisional game. I'm sure John will say this. We've always been – me and BG always talk about this. You have to be able to win your division. You see these guys twice a year, and – Man, I mean, look at the Patriots and Dolphins. They've always squeaked out a win somewhere against the Patriots, you know? It's just one of those things. Divisional games, man, play a step up. Like, look at the Jags last week, man. They fucking won. They haven't won in Tennessee since 2013. Is that true? Since 2013? Yeah, we always split with them, you know? Like, but I'm sure it'll be a different game when we go down to Florida, you know? So, it's just one of those things. Divisional games I love to watch because of that. Charges look like they just wanted the Chiefs so bad. Like the whole night in the new stadium, they wanted him, man. And I mean, uh, with some bad officially uh, officiating, but I got to give it up to the kicker. Kicked a 58 yard three times, man, like twice. Who for the, for the chargers or the chiefs? Chiefs. Oh, Harrison Bucker. Yeah. He's nasty. Yeah. He kicked those two. He kicked those two field goals after they get in the ice the first time. He did. I know. You know what, too? Let's talk about that. They shouldn't have iced that dude. They shouldn't even have bothered. I don't know, man. You could have given him fuck. I don't. I think he was just gonna make that kick no matter what. I said to myself, if if it was like sixty, I would have been a little bit. If it was like oh, fifty-eight, he could still do it. He was just nailing it left and right, man. It was unbelievable. I mean, I don't know, man. I, these divisions are shaping up weird. Dallas looks weird. I mean, they're tied with the Washington football team. I mean, the NFC East, are they the worst division in the league this year right now? With the Eagles. I mean, you got the Eagles. You got the Giants. Both 0-2. Both 0-2. I mean, the Washington team, yeah. But they were rebuild for straight up, you know. Um, damn, dude, you're dipping. I didn't know you dipped. Oh, I'll edit that out. <laughs> we don't talk about that. You know, man, uh, actually, I've been doing these, man. Um, the coffee? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I like them, dude. It gets jacked up, and you don't have to, like, I mean, I'll probably get canceled anyway, but, you know, at least I won't get canceled before you. So, <laughs> but I'll edit all Definitely not. I, I, I smoked cigarettes for years, so. Oh, dude, whatever. We all did. Um, but I, I got you. So, um, but, uh, you were saying, I'll but. Edit uh, all that out so you don't get in trouble. <laughs> so, like, uh, damn, what were we talking about real fast? I'm sorry, I'm high. So high. No, it's okay. I'm trying to think too. Um, we were talking about Harrison Bucker. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wait, 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 wait. We were talking about the NFC East. Oh yes, NFC, NFC East. Yeah. That's right, man. That division, like I said, it had. I, I 
I've talked to John about this. Eagles is horrible. Giants horrible. Zero and two, like you said. I uh, being like, I just don't. I, I Cowboys I just don't believe in. I mean, listen, um, you, we'll talk about it later. My sad fan base, but Falcons, dude, that was just. Uh, the, I get. I told Jonathan stat too. Um, the stat was. Any team that's thrown for over 300 yards, has no turnovers, has a 39-point lead, is 440 and oh <laughs> again in the NFL history. I yeah. mean, like, if, it just feels like they're still shaking off that Super Bowl loss, man. Like, wow, like, it's always in the back of their mind, dude. And, I mean, it was just some horrible polarism, the offside, onside kick. It was just – it went down here because I – what kills me too is like I texted you before I said, "Do the Cowboys suck?" I mean, damn. I know, I know. Well, even I mean, we were talking about it before the show. Uh, I put on Facebook less than halfway through the game. So, do, do you know? Do the Dallas fans wish they kept Jason Garrett? I mean, that's how bad they looked. And then out of nowhere, the Atlanta, oh, the Atlanta Falcons are so bad, and Dan Quinn should be fired. Immediate. That's another head coach. There's four now, but that's on our list. We're making a list of coaches that deserve to be fired before they are. Dan Quinn, Patricia, Bill O'Brien, Adam Gase. You're our four so far. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You're up twenty nothing. You're up twenty nothing. That's like thirty nine, man. You're gonna put thirty nine points on the board, man. You usually just run a prevent defense and take it easy and just run the damn ball. You can't even do that. I mean, come on, man. I mean, this is it's getting ridiculous with the Falcons, man. I feel bad for that fan base because, like, y'all need to change, man. It's- I don't fucking feel bad at all. I mean, yeah, well, I feel bad to see them <laughs> like that, dude, because that hurts, man. I mean, I've experienced too many losses like that. One of the saddest losses was against the Patriots in the snow. Uh, Belichick demon, like, no. It was horrible. It was many years ago. That still hurts me, dude. Like, that was, like, eight nine years ago that was a while ago but i still feel the pain of that dude so it's like <laughs> dude these fans like are they just feel the pain of the super bowl loss of and did that really just rattle that franchise to the core to, to where it's just like man you have not done anything and to lose like that just shows undisciplined like lack of caring just unprofessionalism i think it's just bad coaching and i think it's Bad everything on their part, but I'll give you a, I'll, I'll give you this. Dak Prescott, for all intents and purposes, his first half play is shit. But to, to be down 20, throw the most yardage, pass yardage of the week at 450 yards, just above Newton at 397. Just wanted to throw that little in there. Um, Dak Prescott better get that contract, and he better get it soon. Dude, I think he should go get his contract somewhere else. I think Dallas, he needs to leave Dallas. Um, I don't think Aaron McCarthy really wants him there. I think Aaron wants to rebuild that team. And I think I just I just, I just don't it's just like with it's just like with Deshaun Watson, man. Maybe the grass is greener on the other side. Maybe we need I mean, a chance who, somewhere else. Who, who knows, dude? The Saints plan their backup plan if Drew Brees didn't sign was to sign Brady. What happens if Brees off and floats away into retirement like he should this year after the last two after after this last week. Could couldn't you see Dak Prescott on a fantastic Saints offense? Couldn't you see him 
with the Raiders if they end up shitting the bed like Derek Carr probably will? Couldn't you end up seeing Dak Prescott in New York with the Jets if Sam Darnold doesn't complete or the Colts? I mean, it's endless options after this year for Dak. No, and if want, they don't, hell no, I don't want him on the Colts, man. Screw that, dude. No. <laughs> he can go to New York. He can sit anywhere. <laughs> he, I don't. I don't think Dak would want to go to Indianapolis, anyways. After being in Dallas, I mean, they, I'm. I'm. It's just one of those quarterbacks. I feel like is just being mismanaged right now. Dak is good. Dak's a winner. I don't care what people say. It's hard enough to win in this league, and you know he gets crapped on. But you know, I mean, always, and rightfully, rightfully so sometimes. But he also took it. They get crapped on a lot more than some people should. Like. I mean, Lamar, dude, like last year when you blew that game against the Titans and they figured you out and you – oh, yeah, and then you come out later and say, yeah, we just underestimated them, dude. It's like, so you, you're just thinking that you're going to beat every team come to playoffs, son? I mean, you know, you haven't won a playoff game yet and you just – you got home field advantage, you got the best team around you, and, yeah, they figured you out, you know? I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, and Dak just needs to leave. I'm sorry, Dak, but Jerry loves you. But, yeah, if he loves you enough, he would have paid you already. You know, that's the thing. I always think that there's been a question mark in the back of his head about, is he the guy? Is he the guy? Because, I mean, Romo didn't do crap for them. <laughs> like, he was just now, like, now, if Dak Prescott – I'm just going to go ahead and say this, and I'm not usually the race baiter here. If Dak Prescott's white and Andy Dalton-looking motherfucker, Jerry Jones gets that deal done. A year ago. No, I don't know. You don't I think, think so? Because I, I, I think, do. Well, I think Dak is a lot smarter than people give him credit for because he's a young guy. Um, I think that, you know, with Jason Garrett being there, he really kind of didn't believe in like could, how could you have, you know? And I think he was just kind of like, well, let's see where this goes because I know my talents are great. I love Zeke, but. I need to take a look out for myself. I don't think it's a race thing. I don't want to pull the race thing up all the time. That's that's fair. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to, but I mean, Dak is great. I'm just trying to say the kid is a lot smarter than give people give him credit for, and especially in this league when there's opportunity that you know another team will like develop around you and pay the guys and actually bring the coaching staff that you want in to take care of you. I mean, look at like there's in a coach man. Like he says, I just like I'm the he quoted saying this this week. I'm just a Monday morning quarterback. That's all I am. I just let Kyle go out there and do his thing. And if he screws up, it's like, yeah, you should have done that. But I'm not going to like – because I know he's going to do it again. So he's going to win. I mean, that's the thing. It's like sometimes you just got to get out of the way yourself and let the guy win, you know? Right. I could do that. I just think that with McCarthy coming in, that was – and you know how McCarthy is. He was a winner, and he wants to bring his own guys in. I mean, he kept he kept the old the OC and Kelly though that young kid. That was probably because they couldn't find nobody. To be honest, you know. Yeah, I would. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I know. One of those things like you try to find people, but a good offensive coordinators are hard to find these days. So, I think is that, and I mean, Jerry loves Dak, but I don't think it's none of these thing. It's just that Jerry hasn't had a real great quarterback since Troy Aikman. I mean, he's still living off the 1990s Super Bowls and. He's never really blown the team up to totally rebuild. He's always just had this dream of everybody wants to go play for the Cowboys. Look at us. Yeah, you want to be the Cowboys starting quarterback. Yay. It's like, no, if it's a toxic situation, I don't want to be there either. You know? I mean, look right. at how much 
Look how much love Cam is getting now. Look how happy he is. He's the happiest motherfucker ever, dude. He really is. He's being respected. He's being like, hey, man, I want we get respect. He's proving it. That's why Belichick brought him in because he has that patriot way of, I want to win now. I want to be the best I could ever be. And I want to go to a situation that can be, you know? And I think that's just with Dak. He's just kind of like, I can, I think Dak could actually probably get paid more if he leaves too. I think another team would really say, I mean, we talked about Baker. He could be out soon. Browns would bring his ass in and pay him the highest paid contract ever. He's the Browns are that desperate. And I think the Browns could rebuild around Dak. Dak could take that team to a winning, uh, uh, be a winner, you know? So, I mean, I just, I'm, I don't, I think some I think some quarterbacks get crapped on more for the team that they play for. That's all. You know, it's just the media's bias. We know this. Small market teams don't. That's why they don't think Tannehill's that good because we're a small market team. You know, Colin Murray, he's just phenomenal, but still he ain't getting the respect that he should. National media, come on, man. Second-year player doing that kind of crap. And you, I mean, look at Russell, dude. He still don't get no respect because everybody believes that was the defense, man. Ooh, look at Pete Kill. He's so great. So I think it's just like where you play is a stigma of who you are. You know, you meet it, buddy. My bad. So I wanted I wanted to tell you that. Uh, so this week, you know, the whole talk about this past week um, and in prior to last Sunday was, you know, all the Good Morning Football guys, all the NFL Now guys, they're all talking about how disrespected Russell Wilson is. Even Bill Belichick was talking about it. That guy has never received an NFL MVP vote. Not one. Not one single vote. For every year, Russell Wilson's led his team and been the only reason his team has won, right? Now, Chris Collinsworth, during the game on Sunday night, said, oh, you know, you know, the MVP of this Seahawks team has just got to be the Seahawks offensive line coach. And I was so wow. proud, Duke. Listen, I was so proud of my wife. She sits up out of bed because we were in bed second half gets late here she's up she sits right up and goes well you know it's never gonna be russell wilson you dick <laughs> and i'll i'll tell you what i've never been more proud as, as, a, as a as a as a as a husband man i mean russell wilson is just an absolute goat he is man and i'm saying it's just that and it's the Seahawks because they got that. I hate Pete Kill, man. I really do. He's a shyster. He and he's living off of Russell, and they just won't give him the weapons. Yeah, DK is great, but are you gonna give him a running back? Are you gonna build uh, an offensive line? Are you gonna give a defense that? Well, could time. Have- well, time out. Chris Carson's really good. Yeah, I know. And and DK like- Metcalf made the best cornerback in the league look like shite. They, yeah, but like I said, let's see how the season turns out, man. You know. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. One game we can't judge the rest of the season, and I just say I like DK, man. But it's one of those things, man. You got to, got to, got to develop. Are you gonna give him a true second guy that can step up when uh, even a third guy, man, and a slot guy? I was gonna say I'd, I'd argue Tyler Lockett there for yeah, sure. But you need, you need other people there too, man. And you need backups to that who can come in when they're arrested. You know, it's like football is so hard. It's, it's to me, it's just like they're kind of wasting Russell's talent here. And they've been living off that all oh, the D. You know how Seahawks fans are, man. They, oh, yeah. They're living off that one Super Bowl. I love that one they lost because that Malcolm Butler, God bless your soul. That was the greatest move ever. God bless your soul. God and they were, they were talking shit 
this Monday. They were all fine and nice Sunday when I was in a group chat with them back in Washington, but they were mean on Monday. And I was like, dude, I mean, we lost on the one-yard line. You guys did the same in the Super Bowl, so I don't want to oh, fucking dude, hear it. Yeah, yeah, dude, you – yeah. Oh, my God, like – Oh, you should have seen the people I, – I mean, I, I put up a Facebook post that was something like – you know, it was before the game. I said something like, you know, I, I always think the Patriots are going into a weekend winning. I, I don't think I'll ever guess anything other than us winning. Like, I, did I really think we were going to win that game? Statistically, on paper, probably not. Probably not. We were not going to win that game. But you know what? I go into every Sunday thinking we're going to win. But it was a good test. And you know what? We definitely passed the test. Duke. Hey, hey Seahawks fans, it's 16 games a season, and you're not going to be playing them all in Seattle. And they came up here and almost beat your ass. I'll go with Boyd, okay? With a new quarterback. With a new no quarterback. running back. James White, God bless his soul. God bless his father's soul who passed away Sunday, mind you. Sunday, he found out hours before the game that his father had passed in a car accident. His mother was in critical condition. James White, we are praying for you and your family's souls right now. And then his son's birthday was on Tuesday. What a rough week for James White. So we, we were missing him, man. I mean, we got a good pick six right, you know, first minute of the game. And also, too, like, to get that news for your teammate to and then go out there and play and that you're doing, you know, teammates on a fucking plane back to Florida to fucking bury his father and to see if his mother's okay. Like, I could never imagine that. And like, James, a- James White didn't go back, though. He was offered a plane ride by Kraft's plane, his his private plane, and James White said, "No, nah, I'll stay. I'll stay with my guys, but I can't play." Well, maybe because he just, I think too, because like he couldn't deal with it. I think he needed oh. time to time to just be like, "I need to stay here because we're leaving." And what they left right after the game, anyway. I mean, you could so, you could never guess what somebody's going through in that moment. I couldn't. I, I couldn't imagine. I you know, I understand him staying too because like we're leaving in a few hours anyway. Um, I'll leave with the team. I just need to – because you can't really do anything. And when you're, when you're in the hospital and you know people in the hospital, it's not like running there is going to make a difference, you know? It's, it's not. And it's really it's, sad and it just – care. So it's like the chief people couldn't see her anyway because the hours of uh, intensive care are shorter than normal visiting hours. So it's just one of those things I understand. Because like dealing with that process isn't, but you know how how do you how how does anybody especially like that when it, when you might have lost both and then your son's birthday is that Tuesday that's sad. yeah two days later but anyways but, I mean but, we but back to the whole chirping of them come on Seahawks fans get over it okay like y'all just jealous of the six Super Bowls that y'all got like, right I mean you you know I can take if anybody can take a little shit talking hey, it's hey, me but uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back down no, no. <laughs> but it's just the chirping man that like they do they like, act like they're the greatest things ever and every year they're gonna do it it's like dude be honest, man. Like, you know, I know what I was like, dude, whatever, man. Like, you guys can't, you can't play all your games in Seattle. Man. Right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, right now the Rams, Seattle, and Arizona are 2-0. and So, anything, anything can happen. I'll be looking at my back at the Colin Murray, dude. Shit. That little guy's going like, he's, to. He's Russell Wilson 2.0, is he not? Nah, I wouldn't compare him to Russell. Russell. Would you not? Russell's his own thing, man. I don't I mean. Care. I hate doing that to players, like, put them in a box and label them, oh, they're 2.0. It's like, no, they're two different people with two different strong sets. 
So let's give the respect to them both. You know what I mean? That's fair. I mean, That's fair. That shit. Cause no, like, I just, I just think Kyle. I don't think Kyler Murray's a better version of him. I just think he's similar. That's all. Oh yeah, he's similar. It's just that I don't like to label each quarterback. I like saying, well, let's label Cam Russell and all running quarterbacks. Like, no, the quarterbacks. Let's quit labeling. Oh, or Lamar's a running quarterback. Or Mahomes is. You know, it's like let's just quit doing that because every quarterback scrambles. Never quarterback throws. Okay, that's that's fair, man. I I'm not gonna argue. Tannehill can run too, man. When that pocket's wide open, he's got a junction to be like, oh, wide open, I'm gone. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things, and I just don't like doing that because, like, I think Kyle Murray is special and Russell special. Let's all just appreciate them for who they are, and and man, they are playing some hello games, man. You know, they they really are. They really are. But but I think it's time, Duke. We move on to our weekly man versus penny predictions. I can't believe we have to say this again, but yes, we are going against a penny and each other. This is a competition all year. We may take risks week to week. I may tell you the Jets are going to beat the 49ers. I may be a little bit tipsy when I tell you that, but I do it because I want to win. Now, the penny reversed itself this week duke went 12 and 4 the first week went 4 and 12 the second proving literally proving that it's a 50-50 result when you flip a coin now with that being said be easy took a big big win this week yeah, he, um, oh, big yeah. win Earlier he was like oh he's trying to be all like oh well you know uh didn't i win this week i was like yeah just shut up okay yeah yeah, yeah. i've won we've we've all won plenty of weeks but i'll tell you what he did he, did, job this he week. did he did have a week this week he went 13 and 3 one of those losses being the saints so we could have called him 14 and 2 but he now leads um, the weekly predictions at 20 and 12. I went nine and seven this week, one worse than the week before. And I went, uh, I'm now at 19 and 13 and second. Um, you went nine and seven, flipping your record this week compared to the first week. So now you are at 16 and 16, 500, baby. And the penny is also at 16 and 16 uh-huh. after. Oh, I mean, dude, that first week, I mean, what I do you know, want? I know, I know. <laughs> it's, it's inanimate object, people. <laughs> Well, just never use a penny again, and I'm sure you don't really use them now. We're going to use dice. I don't know, man. It just, it just goes to show you how tricky picking games really is. That's it, man. Any given Sunday is what we like to say here. Um, all right, so, Duke, we have our first matchup Thursday night, and this is a Thursday night you told me a couple years ago that I had to watch, and I would have told you to throw an acid in your own face. But I'm excited for this one. It's the Dolphins and Jaguars. It's going to be a shootout. We got the beard versus the mustache. Did you hear all that this week? Yeah, yeah. I'll I, I go with the beard. I don't trust the man with the mustache. Wow, so. wow. Well, for those that don't know, um, in, in a conference earlier this week, Ryan Fitzpatrick said beards are better than mustaches. Minshew, the, the Minshew master, he, um, he responded with, well, you know, I personally think mustaches are better, but I know I have to respect my elders even when they're much, much older. So I'm going with the Jaguars and the stash this week. Duke, if I heard you correctly, you are going with the Dolphins. Oh, um, actually, just because it's at the – I don't know, man, because it's Thursday night game. It's not like the Dolphins are traveling for a good Dolphins. Um, and Jonathan, I got his picks for you. He went Jags with you. Well, that's absolutely no surprise at all. 
Um, but I say Jags. You say Dolphins. Penny says Dolphins. Uh, so we move on to the next one. This next one is uh, a sure loss for one team, I believe. Others may not believe it. I think you do. We got the Texans at the Steelers. Do we even have to talk about that one? I don't think I so. Think, I am going to go uh, we Big all, Ben. Yeah. Big yeah. Ben all the way. Um, Big Ben, Dante Johnson, they're going to ruin it. Yeah. Um, we don't, we are, we're not going to spend much time. John is stupid. Uh, he picked Pittsburgh too. So. Well, the penny must be drunk these last couple of weeks, Duke. I know we like talking about how I'm drunk most of the time, but I think the penny is it went the Texans. Next game we got. This one's a little more interesting. We got the Bengals at the Eagles. We got a hot Joe Burrow coming off a Thursday night. Long break against a struggling Eagles offense. Who you got? I got Joe Burrow, man. Um, After the Philly crowd booed Carson Wentz last week. Uh, We played it earlier in the show for you guys, and we made fun of that. But, man, how to troll your own quarterback. Uh, Jonathan believes it's going to be the Eagles because he constantly sees a win to save his life. But I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, with Burrow there, buddy, to get his first victory. Now, I've bet the Bengals the past two weeks, Duke. I'm just not sure if I can do it again. But I'm going to. I'm going with Joe Burrow. I'm going with his man Sample. If you've heard of him, the tight end out of Cincinnati is filthy and he got a lot of targets last week. And I think him and AJ green are going to do well this week. I got the Bengals beating the Eagles. Can you believe it? I believe it. I believe it. Cause you know what? That's for you, Joe Burrow. Let's give him a round of applause. Yeah. Joe yes. Burrow, yes. You, buddy. Yes. Joe you Burrow. Have, you got a bright future here. I just hope the Bengals don't ruin it for you. I, I don't as well, and uh, the Penny has the Eagles with be easy Next game we have, even though there's a lot of injuries on one side, the visiting side, we have the 49ers at Giants. Um, I got to – let's do this for the Giants. <laughs> uh, maybe next year. I'm, I'm sure now they're in the race to see who's going to get Trevor Lawrence. So, I – I just don't believe in the Giants in this one, man. I don't see them winning a game. It's going to be difficult for here on out without Barkley. I believe the same. I'm going to go 49ers. I think Jarek McKinnon will ruin this defense. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming B-Easy has the 49ers as well. Oh, you know it. Yes. All right. Okay. He ain't, he ain't that high. All right. Fantastic. Well, uh, the 49ers is our first clean sweep. The Penny has them as well. Next game, this one's up for debate. You know I'm not going to debate it. Raiders at Patriots. I think the Patriots will put Las Vegas back where they belong, and I think Cam Newton will have a day with his wide receivers yet again. And they're playing in uh, – are they playing in New England? They are. Yeah. Um, we all got Patriots, John, too. We don't believe in the Raiders just quite yet. I just need to see a little more, right? I mean, Josh Jacobs looks great. Waller looks great. Derek Carr looks like his up-and-down self. However, the penny has the Raiders. Next game we have. This is a non-debatable game. I will not accept any debates. Titans at Vikings, and the Titans are going to mess with Minnesota. Um, I've been, I was worried about this game for the season. Yeah. Um, really was. But I just think something's broken with the Vikings. Um, I just don't think – I think this is going to be a victory for us. I think Tannehill is going to light them up, even if our defense can't 
is not going to be tip top. Thank goodness for Tannehill. But John, on the other hand, he thinks this is a trap game for us. We, no, 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 no. I'm kind of happy he picks the Vikings because when he picks against us, we usually win. You know what? You are right about that. And he's picked against you guys a multitude of times. He does it out of spite. He does. He does. He's mad. He didn't switch, but he's not because they have a Super Bowl. Anyways, well, um, the you penny can't, you can't you can't switch people. We don't we don't do that unless you know kind of like the Browns or the Giants. Maybe maybe there's a clause in your contract with your fandom that you can switch at some point. Because I don't agree. When I think below the age of thirteen. You, you got to stick with him. But if, you, you're like, you're, if you're like 39 or some shit, yeah. Maybe it's time to move on. You know, if you're past the age of 13, you're stuck, dude. I'm sorry. You're stuck. stuck. Um, cool. and, unless, unless, of course, a team comes to your area, which I know is what happened to you. I don't know how old you were, but, but I know that's different. I don't even know how old I was either. Uh, eighth grade. Seventh and eighth grade. So I don't know how old Yeah, you're fine. Before high school, you're fine. Um, so I have the Titans as well. You have the Titans B-Easy's got the Vikings, and the Penny has the Titans, leaving B-Easy as the lone Viking Skull fan. Next game we got. This is an interesting one. We have a couple of teams that are doing okay. We got the Washington football team at the Cleveland Browns, both of them at 1-1, one and one, I believe. Yes, I am right. This is an interesting one, Duke. I want to know where B-Easy's going first. B-Easy is going with Washington. And I kind of have to agree with him on this. Um, I think the Washington team is just on a momentum right now. Um, they feel good about themselves. They are doing things great. I just think the Browns are kind of like they're kind of like a flash in the pan. They have good one week. There's no real consistency there. And I think they're going to show up and kind of poop the bed this week at home. That's fair. That's fair. And, and you know what? I can't necessarily disagree with that analysis. I can't, I can't at all. However, I'm going to go with the Browns. I think that Thursday night really put them into contention with themselves. I think that Nick Chubb will regress and Kareem Hunt will get a lot of targets again. But the biggest factor in this game, I know, call me crazy, will be Austin Hooper. Washington just cannot defend against tight ends. They did last week. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Browns on this one. It's the first time I've picked them this season, and I was high on them last year, as you know. Penny also has Washington leaving me with the Browns' favor. Next game we got, this is actually going to be one of my games of the week. I'm excited for this one. We got the Rams at the Bills. I am going to stick in division. I still think the Bills are good. Do I think this is their first challenge? Yes. Do I think they're up for it? Absolutely. I'm going Josh Allen. He's on both my fantasy teams. They better do well. This might have something to do with it. I'm going Bills. Um, I'm going to, have to disagree with you. I'm going to go Rams. Um, I think the Rams are more a complete team. Uh, Bills, this is your first real challenge. This is a litmus test, as they like to say. And Be Easy also agrees with me. He goes with Rams also. Well, I am the loner again. The penny goes with the Rams as well, and I have the interdivision bills. Next game we got, sadly, Duke, this is also a tough game to call because both teams are equally as bad and equally as good. 
We got the Bears at the Falcons. Bears of the Falcons, man, man, dude. Um, the it's a t- this is this is a tough week. one. No, after that last week loss, I don't think they're gonna. They, they've dug themselves a grave that is more than six feet deep. I think that they're gonna be real butt hurt. I like the Bears to win this one, and so does be easy. All right. Well, I'm not gonna necessarily disagree, although I don't really like the call. Um, I still think Calvin Ridley's a beast. I think Julio Jones mispracticed today. That is my biggest underlier. And also, Todd Gurley's not doing it. Atlanta doesn't have a running game. I'm going to go Bears as well. I think David Montgomery and Trubisky actually look okay. Next game we got, this is a no question for me, Panthers at Chargers. I absolutely have the Chargers and Justin Hebert um, winning this game. Herbert. Um, Hebert? Herbert. Yeah, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a clean sweep for all of us, man. Be easy, got charges. We both agree that Panthers without Jason, uh, uh, Christian McCarthy. That I said his name right, didn't I? Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. I'm sorry. I apologize <laughs> to you, buddy. It's, uh, <laughs> that I just think that that without him, that. Teddy, a good guy, but man, you just do not have that many weapons to work with. I got to go Chargers after that yeah. week. They're going to come in with a vengeance. And I, it'd be easy, agrees. Yeah, I, f- I figured. And, uh, you know, Mike Davis and Curtis Samuel leading the snaps on running back are just not going to do it for me. However, the Penny's drunk has the Panthers. Next game. Also really a non-question for me. I've been I've been through one of these teams, the home team. I still think they're good and in contention for playoffs. Uh, we'll see where that goes, but we have the Jets at the Colts, and I absolutely have the Colts. The other team is just an absolute dumpster fire. I don't know if I have this written down right. Um, I'm going to go with Jets. Um, for some reason, I think they're just going to pull out a victory somewhere <laughs> down the line, and I would like to see uh, the Jets beat the Colts. I don't know. I need to ask Be easy uh, I, I don't know if I wrote this down wrong. I might have been a little high. Um, he said the Jets, so this might be an asterisk. Uh, I need to confirm with him because we, I- we will get confirmation before I put the graphic out tomorrow. You can check it out on Instagram. Facebook I'll and take, Twitter. Right now. So all right. figure that out. Yeah. All I'll right. Make that. note of that. But, but right take, now but I'll take the Jets. Okay. Well, right now, be easy and Duke have the Jets, and so does the Penny. They may all be drunk or high. We don't know. But I'm definitely going with the Colts on this one. I still think T. Y. Hilton's not a factor, but I think Jonathan Taylor certainly is. And Mo Alley Cox, can we talk about Mo Alley Cox real quick? He is an absolute gigantor. He is a giant, and he was last week. He led the Colts team in targets. He also led them with over 100 yards. His first over 100 yard, over five target game. I don't think he'll be a long term run in fantasy. Catch me out on that, but I will go with the Colts. Next game we have, Duke, is an enticing one. Because we had a tough game against the Falcons for one and a tough game against the Patriots for another. We have the Cowboys at the Seahawks. I want to know first who B Easy has. He's got the Seahawks uh, easily, I think. You know, he that was a little tricky one for him, but he went Seahawks. And okay. Who are they playing again? I'm sorry. The Cowboys. 
You know, I'm going to go Cowboys. I think this is going to be upset. Um, I think Dak's going to come in there and some improve. I mean, I got Russell playing on fantasy. I only need two, two, maybe two touchdowns from your buddy. I don't ask for much. I don't expect five out of you every week. But for some reason, I feel like this is a trap game. Coming off that high with the Patriots and that victory, I think they're kind of like overlooking the Cowboys right now. I don't disagree with you at all. Um, this was a very tough game for me to decipher. Um, I certainly think they're coming off a week of a high playing the Patriots, and it, it probably wasn't the game they were looking for. Um, and I'm also just honestly, Duke, look at me. I'm mad at Seahawk Nation. Always am, always will be. Um, and after the shit y'all talked, I really hope y'all lose. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this one as well. I think there's going to be a resurgency in that offense. I think the only stipulation is that they have to play in Seattle, which if I do say for myself after watching last week's game, their decibel level on the fan noise, the fake fan noise, is a little man high. But I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this one. I think Zeke tears them up, and I think it opens up the game for not Michael Gallup, not Amari Cooper, but C.D. Lamb. Yes, the rookie, the genius rookie. I'm going Cowboys, and so does the Penny, leaving Be Easy with the lone Seahawk favor. We got Next com- game. We got confirmation, my friend, before we go on. He did not pick the Jets. Okay. The I was like, just want to make sure because it doesn't sound right. So I think what happened was is I, I was just talking about the Jets and with them, <laughs> and I just accidentally, like, I would just write down Jets. You know, I was just like – because I was – I was thinking for myself there too. So I'm gonna go, he he went Colts. So we'll and you're on. gonna stay Jets. Oh, I'm gonna stay Jets. All right, all right. I figured inner division. You don't want to see him leave. Listen, listen, folks. I just gotta say, let's just cut this off real quick before we move on to the last four games. We're all fans here, man, and we're all competing against each other. Us three and the penny. But us three, most importantly, are competing against each other. So if we have to take a chance on a team you don't think is going to win, guess what? It's going to happen. And it's going to happen a lot of times this season. We're not analysis. We're not analysts, rather. We're fans. I can't even say the word right. You'd think I'd want to be it. Get right. Next game we got Duke Buccaneers at Broncos. We got Tom Brady playing in semi-cold weather again, a mile high. The old man's going to have to have an oxygen take. Who you got? I got the Broncos, man, just because it's at mile high. The history of Tom Brady playing in Denver has not been good. Um, the one year that they should have beat Peyton Manning and gone to the Super Bowl, they played in Denver in the AFC Championship game. So That's I true. Go. Tom don't like it up there, man. I got to go with the Broncos for an upset. And But John B. Easy, he went with a safe pick for the Bucks. That's fair. Well, folks, now is the time. I told you guys I wasn't picking Tom before they won. It wasn't going to happen. I was going to pick against them until they lose. Maybe it's superstition. Maybe I'm salty. Maybe it's a mix of both. I'm a beautiful pork belly. I'm going Buccaneers on this one. The Broncos lost Drew Locke. They have horrible backups, and they just signed the boat. Yes, that's right. Mr. Sig, smoking construction worker, Bortles. Blake Bortles is now a, a Denver Bronco. Um, regardless of who plays quarterback, I'm going Buccaneers. I think Tom will get, you know, Godwin back into turn this week, and I think they'll be okay. The Penny also had the Buccaneers. Duke, you are the long, the, the lone Bronco favor. 
Now we get the Lions at Cardinals. This is not a question for me. I have the Cardinals hot, hot uh, Kyla Murray. That's a clean sweep for everybody, Cardinals. Fantastic. And the penny agrees as well. It wasn't drunk that time. This next game, a week ago, if the Saints won by a margin over a touchdown, I would have told you this is a tough pick. But be easy. I'm going to be honest. Unless Devontae Adams is out, if Adams is out, I would agree that the Saints could win this. But I don't think they're going to. I got the Packers at the Saints. I got the Packers. John just hates the Packers. Um, he <laughs> <laughs> he just picked the Saints, I think, because he hates the Packers. Uh, he don't want to see the Packers win, so he. Uh, I mean, play. I mean, nobody really does, though, do we? Uh, and so I'm gonna have to go Saints too, man, for the upset. Wow. Okay. Well, I gotta be honest. I'm not too surprised. Um, and, and the penny goes with the Saints as well, but I just think the Packers and their their three option wide receiver. Um, you know, the, the, God, the, the game that Aaron J- Jones had last week was unbelievable. With that being said, we come to the Monday night, Duke, that you and I especially, I know Bees, he's not looking forward to it because he's a Chiefs fan, and this is a tough team to play, especially when you barely beat the Chargers. I know it's division, but it's different. We got the Chiefs at the Ravens, dude, and I've been looking forward to this for more than eight weeks. I mean, even into last season, man, I've been looking forward to this game. I want to know first who you have. I got the Ravens. I think it's home field. I think that she's going to get figured out. I think Lamar has something to prove. And us too, it's a tough place to play in Baltimore. But All right. But, you know, be easy. He could not go against the Chiefs, so he went. Uh, no, I mean, but would, would we expect him to? No, I mean, he, no, hell no. I mean, he I'd do that, right? if he did. I mean, goodness, man. Right, exactly. We're fans first here, people. However, I fucking hate the Chiefs. <laughs> I don't trust them after last week. I don't trust them for shit. They played the Chargers. I know it's division, but this week is going to be different. I got the Ravens as well, but the penny agrees with be easy. And is a Chiefs fan. And Duke, that wraps up our week three. We're already three weeks down here, buddy. That's right, man. Speaking of that, it's time for my segment of sad fan base, happy fan base. So let's start off with a sad fan base. Oh, boy. This is for you, Falcons. Uh, you know, maybe you're still butthood after the Super Bowl, but I don't think that you're going to do it. Uh, this is for the Texans. Fans, um, you're not going to the playoffs this year. Um, by a miracle, if the Titans just totally bomb out and everybody else, sorry, sorry, Bill. Bill, Bill O'Brien is not your coach. This is for the 0-2 teams out there right now. Maybe, maybe next year, my friends. Maybe next year. But you can't go 0-2 in this league and expect to make the playoffs. This is for you, Eagle fans. You trashy people. Goodness gracious. I don't know why you throw <laughs> Carson Wentz in the bus like that. Um, you know, I just, and, you know, that's just sad. It's just so sad. I don't know why, but it's just sad to me. But moving on, man. Um, let's go to the happy people. Yeah. That's right, y'all. For those yeah. teams out there right now. Let's you go. Got, you got hope, people. You know, because you guys could lose the next two games and still be at 500 and still have a chance to make the playoffs. So, 
congratulations, uh, Chiefs fans. Hey, uh, I even go for the Patriots, man. You got Cam Newton. He was good, man. And you know what? Colin Murray, man, let's give it up to him, too. Cause yes, sir. Cardinals look fantastic. Everybody looks fantastic. Raven fans look fantastic. Uh, Raider fans, hey, man, it's a little happy music for you for this week because it may not last. But, hey, man, and that's the segment for us. A happy fan base as well. Until next week, until the records change. I like it. I like it a lot. And it was, it was a fun episode. I know we were a little bit split up, but, you know, we're, we're all adults. We're all working adults here, and sometimes that, that, that just happens, man, does it not? Sometimes life happens, but, yes, I'll piece this together and hopefully have it up, hopefully by Thursday morning, maybe tonight. I have homework today, college, because it's due tonight, and I was a procrastinator, and I should have had it done already, but I didn't. So that's on me. So, yes, but it will be up, y'all. Uh, from here on out, please expect episodes up every Wednesday. We do record on Tuesday nights because we know how important it is to try to get in before that Thursday night football game. And we, you know, we appreciate all listeners out there. Please support us. You know, um, if you have any comments, questions, and want to talk to the HR department about us, you can always email us at fumbarooskisports at gmail.com. Um, reach out, contact us on Twitter at what's the handle at Twitter? Yeah, our Twitter as is at the RWT podcast. Again, that's at the RWT podcast. You can also see exclusive content done on Twitter. And our Twitter is at RW Trilogy Podcast. We know that's a little bit confusing, so we say it twice again. The Twitter is at the RWT Podcast, and our Instagram is at RW Trilogy Podcast. We represent the man, the myth, the legend, Ricky Williams, who is now doing cameos. Support him as well. And it's nice this week that we don't have to hear John talk about his Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah, so to figure <laughs> out, I had to say go Titans. And go six-time winning New England Patriots, baby. Let's go. Week three. <laughs>